found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, it's a Wednesday, the 29th day of the month of June. One day to go and we'll be done with this month. It's flown by, Matt. Just flown. Absolutely. Just unbelievable. I see you're wearing a t-shirt that says Famous Enough. Yes. And that gave me the thought that uh, we could start our own printing company okay. that uh, creates shirts. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> when, when you want to throw your weight around That's right? and uh, nobody really knows who you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> nor do they care. <laughs> Just in time. We could even have a little offshoot. You know, do you know my name? <laughs> Because we've been called all kinds of things. Yeah. (laughs) Just in time for the 4th of July, Mm. three semi-trailers full of meat products stolen. Can you imagine what kind of a barbecue you could have? (sighs) This from Grand Island, Nebraska. And they say these thefts may be part of a nationwide trend. It'll just make meat prices go up even more. For sure. Police said that between Friday and Sunday, two stolen semi-tractors were used to steal three semi-trailers full of meat. So they stole the whole bunch. Okay, they didn't even have their own trucks. (laughs) State Patrol found two tractors and two of the trailers outside the city limits. They were empty. One of the tractors was found Sunday in Lancaster County. The third trailer, which reportedly contains $232,666 worth of beef, is still missing. Jeez. Now, the police believe it's the same group who made two trips and took the meat into two different locations. <laughs> is this how the, uh, the dude that shows up in your driveway wanting to sell meat out of his truck, is that how he's born? Have you ever bought from that guy? I know people that have. Okay. Were they disappointed or were they... I think it was, eh, it's all right. <laughs> it's like, where'd you get this? <laughs> okay. <It's, laughs> I guess you just don't ask questions. Right. Uh, I, know, I never forget, we were walking. We were taking a walk around the neighborhood. Our kids were little. And some dude yelled at me from his porch. Hey, man, I got T-bones back here. You want to buy t- <laughs> No, nah, bro, I'm good, man. I'm... <laughs> you sure? I got sirloin. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I've not seen that for a while, but I do recall. You know, <laughs> I don't. I guess you just don't ask questions. If you want it, show up. <laughs> now, these thefts are similar to those in other Nebraska cities. Police believe it may be related to a nationwide pattern of bulk meat thefts. Oh. You can't win, okay? And it's always got to be something like that. You can revert back to the 30s and stealing liquor, (laughs) okay? Sure. And now you're going to have to have armed guards ride with you in your meat truck. (laughs) Let alone if the door happens to open and all the meat falls out. Oh, yeah, there's there's, there's that. (laughs) 
<laughs> second to see he gets in the truck. You know, my other gig, we don't really latch it. We just, uh, <laughs> I mean, we shut it, but we don't like, you know. <laughs> How many armed cars have we ever had? <laughs> There's money all over the freeway. Yeah. <clears throat> How's that happen? Now, this... Uh, <laughs> Happens more times than not anymore from Colorado. A guy gored by a bull bison. Here the giant guys are old faithful. And again, what what are you doing? He's 34 years old from Colorado Springs, walking with his family on a boardwalk. When the bull bison charged the group, okay? Now, these uh, creatures run rather quickly, okay? Yeah, yeah. The family group remained in the area, and the bull continued to charge and gored the guy. His arm was injured. He was transported by ambulance to the Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. No other details were shared. The incident is under investigation. I just would not get close enough to... I don't know. It sounds like they were just minding their own business. Were they? (laughs) Now, the last time was a lady that decided she wanted to get up close and take pictures. Yeah. And that's just silly, lady. Okay. That is. I just, uh, these things are huge. And I can't imagine being gored by one of those horns. It just. And they're territorial. Yeah. I mean. I mean, out there, you got to watch out for those guys, bears. (laughs) You know, it's just moose. (laughs) They run rampant. <laughs> so much for nature anymore, I say. Now, while you were gone, I think it's while you were gone. Right. Down in Florida, they got the largest Burmese python ever. It's like 215 pounds, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> Nearly 20 feet. <laughs> and it had 200 eggs in it. Gosh. It had eaten a small white-tailed deer for its last meal. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Have fun, Florida. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, that God. mouth would have to really stretch out there. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And if it gills that big, surely it could swallow you. <laughs> I don't know. And how's a is a deer just not paying? You know they seem to pay attention. Okay, they hear stuff, but how do you get wrapped up with that? Okay, you know. Well, if it's small, it's probably a young one. Yeah, yeah. He's so still learning the ropes. Yeah, doesn't know any better. But they swallow it whole. It's not like they chew it up. Right. You know, it just goes down. Well, they, they wrap around it, right? I mean, well, they, yeah, and then they swallow it. Yeah. Do they latch onto it? Do they do they like I would think they'd use the chokehold. You know, like a good wrestle move. You, know? <laughs> you wrap around the neck and just clamp. Right. Yeah. But you gotta Or crush your prey. Right. Something that big would just crush you. Well that's that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. There has to be some crushing involved. Well, there's no teeth chewing. Okay. <laughs> it's swallowed. But wouldn't there have to be an initial like like bam, I got you, and then and then wrap around you. I would think I don't know. How's it work? I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I mean, someone needs to teach us how how these things hunt. Okay, 
Now, you know, I, I don't know. It has to be much larger than, for instance, a fire hose. Okay? If you ran okay, over yeah, this yeah. thing, it'd be worse than a speed bump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if there's a deer in the middle of Absolutely. it. I just can't imagine. But, the, you know, to, to watch that in nature. Now, you'll... Uh, what was his name? No, it wasn't Yule Gibbons. He was the health nut. He ate pine needles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the guy from Mutual of Omaha. Him and uh, him and his buddy were, of course, the buddy did all the work because he was young. Jim. <laughs> right, Jim. <laughs> and now we'll watch Jim as he <laughs> sticks his head in the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that Jim would do the yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he was—I I can't think of his name right now, but uh, of course he was too old to really get involved. <laughs> but that's the way to do it. So if you're going to do a nature show, you don't put yourself at risk. <laughs> you it's don't, Jim. You're right. You just narrate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matthew is doing something. I okay, here we go. Here All we right. go. How do pythons catch deer? All right. Here we go. <laughs> this is the first known case. <laughs> Once a python is near his desired prey or her, he rapidly uses his teeth to seize the animal. Ouch. He then proceeds to coil his body around the prey, preventing breathing from continuing and therefore triggering suffocation. Oh, my. The constriction promptly kills the animal, and then they have... Ligaments in their jaw that allows them to. Good grief! Just what a terrible way to go. I, I just I, I can't imagine. Yeah. And that thing again was nearly twenty feet, and uh, the biggest they've found so far. If you're finding them, it, there's got to be one there's bigger. Got to be gotta one. Got to be. Has to be. <laughs> it's and it'd probably happen if I go down there to play a round of golf. Probably. There it is. <laughs> And I'm gone. <laughs> Between that and a gator. All right. So, 4th of July weekend coming up. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. And we're celebrating 12 miles, 170th birthday. 70th. <laughs> we discovered that would be 1852. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this holiday weekend in 12 Mile on Saturday, lawnmower races at Plank Hill Park. In the uh, races, heats at uh, 5 p.m. Main races followed Sunday, July 3rd. Lawnmower races, uh, times for those will be announced Saturday night. Fireworks at dusk at Plank Hill Park on Sunday. So you can catch their fireworks on Sunday evening. That's right. Yeah. Monday, July 4th, three-on-three basketball tournament in Plank Hill Park starting at 8.30. We should sign up for that. Yeah. And we'd be skins. <laughs> and, you know, even at 830 in the morning, this time of year, it's going to be muggy. Oh, yeah. You're going to be out there. You're sweaty. Oh, yeah. And then you get this, you know, skin body on you. <laughs> I don't think they'll do shirts and skins. Are all. you sure? <laughs> okay. I'm still living in, you know, 60 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wear dungarees to school. <laughs> So, being the uh, the chubby kid in class, our PE teacher had to have done that on purpose, right? <laughs> they didn't care. Because I was never shirts. I never. <laughs> they didn't care back then. No. You know? No. 
<laughs> you know, we lived with it. <laughs> anyway, if you want to take part in the three on three basketball tournament, it starts at eight thirty. Registration can be found on the Twelve Mile Five Hundred Facebook page. Fourth of July parade begins at eleven thirty, and then the sixtieth annual Twelve Mile Five Hundred at Plank Hill Park will begin at one thirty. Okay. Also, be a fundraiser to support the Twelve Mile Lions Club. So, uh, by the way, ten dollars for all three days of racing. Or $5 per day. Proceeds for this going towards park maintenance and other town projects. You know, I, I wonder what they did when 12 Mile was, you know, 1852. They probably had to have some sort of a general store at some point. Sure. Probably some sort of a mill, you know, because you had to have that kind of stuff right. back in the day. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Of course, you had the big cities that were close to you. And, I, you know, 1852, this is pre-Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, your transportation is by horse and wagon. So what's a 12-mile journey on horse take? I don't. I just can't imagine. Because, I mean. Look how long it took to drive cattle from Texas up to, you know. It'd be months. And you didn't get paid till the end. <laughs> And then you always had some guy, at least in the movies, that screw you out of your dough. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just rode all the way here. I'm ready for some whiskey. It's always based on that. Yes. Got to cut loose in the cow town. Well, there was no clean drinking water either, so. <laughs> I don't know. I can't Booze imagine. it is. <laughs> Can you imagine what it would be like to have lived back then? No. The stench alone. <laughs> That's why they ought to make a Western in smell a vision Oh, man. Okay, that way, when you see that dusty old fella, <sighs> and, and you hear the flies, and... Yeah. <laughs> it's just about 6.40. We've got some sponsors, and we'll be back with more tidbits. How about a hot dog-flavored hard seltzer? You could have that for the holidays. <laughs> How about No. <laughs> Weenies and swimming right there in one can. (laughs) We'll talk that when we come back. Someday, uh, we'll get ourselves <laughs> into the Indiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame. We should start our campaign now. This on sheer number of years that we've put in, we, we deserve to be there. We've done some groundbreaking material. We really have. We were, the, as far as I know, the first station to ever have intermixed two broadcast stations. But we did three yeah, for a long time. Had, a tribal cast. Yeah. When we did the world's fastest game show. Right. There's, I, I guarantee you there's nothing like this show anywhere. Yeah. And then I, I but still... Even, but yeah, going back before with yeah. the world's fastest game you know, show, was, that's groundbreaking. And then, you know, if you, I could be in the category of most requests played by an Indiana DJ. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, it's right. like, you know, I think our busts belong in there. <laughs> 
Is that what they make? They make a bust of Well, I'm, a, I'm looking like the Is Hall of Fame like the NFL. Okay. <laughs> Do we get a jacket? Yeah. yeah. A sport coat. Might, might have been ill-fitting. <laughs> well, we got a 44 here, buddy. <laughs> okay, thanks. A fat guy, little coat. Be that. But that's something that we might look forward to. You know, I... We're getting longer in the tooth. That's true. And, uh, <laughs> that is true. You got to have hopes yep. toward the tail end of your career that you'll be immortalized in some capacity. <laughs> anyway. By the way. Yes. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy, oh, happy birthday, sake. everybody. That's... Wish Dale a happy birthday. You're not supposed to bring that up. He's our birthday boy. That's one, one year closer to retirement. Uh. Oh, it's just around the corner. I feel it. Feeling. My bust in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Do they even have like? Well, is it, I is don't it, know. Like, I'm envisioning it. it. it like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it's over Ron's house. It's in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> See, I don't know. <laughs> but they, you know, they always talk of it. Our sports squad got the Specter Award last year. They were awarded the Specter Award. Spectrum. So, anyway. Here's a Texas brewery. Yeah, here we go. All right, so you're in the the hall right now. Indiana Broadcast Pioneers. <laughs> That's right. us. That's us. <laughs> uh, how would you want your bus to be? Would you want, you know, like a serious? Or, you know. <laughs> Something. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have heads in there? It's just like a list. Like it, it's a, it's just a list of dudes and women. So, so we could make our own in here. Just handwrite our names. <laughs> yeah, and induct ourselves. <laughs> Where is it? I I don't know. Okay. History. Links, publications, join us. All right. I'll <laughs> Nobody probably goes there to visit. It's not like the NFL. Ah. Indiana Broadcast Pioneers, P.O. Box 902, Carmel. Carmel. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. That's a nice city to be immortalized. Look. Here we go. Okay. You ready? All right. A guy named Dave White is president. Okay. Vice President Ken Owen. Secretary Reed Duffy. Oh, Reed. Reed Duffy. He 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 was part of our lives. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, we were immortalized on film. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We were. Well, you were. I, I was an afterthought, but it's fine. When we did lunch menus. And uh, we were on, what was the name of that program? Wonder Across Indiana. Indiana. Across Indiana. Yeah. So June 6, 2022. Okay. Six Hoosier broadcasters All right. will be inducted into the Indiana Broadcast Pioneers Hall of Fame this October. The Indiana Broadcast Association today announced the 2022 Hall of Fame class. You ready? Yeah. I don't think it includes us. Bob and Tom show co-host and news director Christy Lee. All right. Now, that's taken her a while to get in there. Yeah. All right. Fort Wayne news director Ted Lynn. Okay. Indianapolis station creative services director Peggy McClelland. Okay. 
Indianapolis News anchor John Steer. Okay. Sportscaster and NBA player Jerry Harkness. That's a posthumous award. Okay, yeah, I thought he was gone. Legendary station manager Tom Severino, also posthumous. Okay. So that's who was a nominees for this year. Right. So why did I get that information? It's like they've already picked their litter. Why, you know. Each year. <laughs> here we go. Each year. <laughs> let's start taking it. <laughs> each year, the Indiana Broadcast Pioneers induct a new class of broadcasters into its Richard M. Fairbanks Hall of Fame. Honorees represent the highest level of professional broadcasting in Indiana and are inducted each fall during the annual Indiana Broadcasters Association Best in Broadcasting Spectrum Award Ceremony. That's our ticket. So, uh, the Indiana are now accepting nominations. Nominations new class will be accepted <laughs> through Friday, February 19th. It can okay. be submitted by clicking the link below right. and filling out the form. Okay. I think it costs money to enter. So we'll have to discuss that because, you know, I want to do some <laughs> some fundraising. <laughs> Get us nominated. <laughs> See, then we could always say, well, it, it was an honor just to be nominated. That's right. So like they do at the Tonys and Oscars. So anyway, you know, I just uh, I've never been there. I know it exists. It's not at all like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you no, know, which was amazing. Yeah. But, um, you know. We've been Indiana broadcasters, and we're in our own way pioneers. So maybe someday we'll make it. <laughs> and finally, this Texas brewery is set to release a hot dog-flavored hard seltzer. Fort Worth's Martin House Brewing Company is using the water used to cook wieners. Come and on. you know how that looks when, you know. It's all cloudy. To whip up a new boozy concoction. <laughs> the hard seltzer dubbed... Bun length will be unveiled at a festival at the brewery in July. The drink will bring in a 5.2% uh, alcohol content. Pretty potent. Yeah. Wiener drink. <laughs> so then you can have your wieners and, and your liquor while you're swimming. There you go. And you don't have to stay out of the water because it's liquid. <laughs> so there you go, Matt. Perfect. Some tidbits. Now, we've got um, tomorrow. Yes. And that'll be it. Right. Oh, we've got our next uh, contestant in. Yep. For the Cass County 4-H Fair Queen pageantry. That's right. She's here and ready to go. We'll talk to her in the next couple of hours. Yes, we will. And I'll see you later. All right. See you, buddy. All right, buddy. Take care. And uh, here we go. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.